Welcome to the Connection Point Church Podcast. We hope to be an encouragement throughout your week. New episodes are available every Sunday evening and Thursday evening. We also invite you to join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Remain standing for me just a moment longer. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. I want to greet all of you and thank you for being with us at Connection Point Church. So glad to have each and every one of you here today. Amen. It's good to be in church. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together one more time. Amen. 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 We're going to turn to the book of Acts, the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 10. I want to preach to you this morning. Amen. From the book of Acts chapter 10, I want to just encourage you today, amen, that wherever you are, just to hold on to faith. Amen. Amen. Eric's here. We're praying for you and your family, Eric. God would touch and comfort. Amen. Amen. The book of Acts chapter 10, we're going to take a look at a, a man by the name of Cornelius. All right. The Bible tells us here in Acts chapter 10 verses 1 through 5, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment or the Italian band. He was a devout man. He was one who feared God with all of his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Amen. Verse uh, verse 3, And about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in, saying to him, Cornelius. Amen. Amen. I don't know if that's ever happened to any of you before, just an angel of the Lord coming in. But... It happens to Cornelius, and he says, uh, Cornelius, I want you to send men to this town called Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He said, your prayers have come up as a memorial before God. He said, your prayers have come as, as a reminder before God. God has seen your prayers. You have been praying. You have been seeking. You have even been fasting. We, we, we learn about this man, Cornelius. He was a good man. He was full of faith. He was generous. He was praying and he was fasting. And now he sees an angelic vision. My word. The angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Your prayers have come up before God as a memorial. That's a good lesson right there that God sees each and every one of your prayers. Amen? Amen. The Bible even tells us that that your tears are captured, that your prayers are kept, that God knows each and every prayer. Come on, God is not slack concerning His promises. I want to tell you that God sees, God hears, and God knows. Amen? So your prayers are memorial. You've been praying. God sees that. But we scroll down to verse 44. We find here in that The Bible tells us that while Peter, he calls for Peter, Peter comes, Peter's teaching and Peter is preaching the word of the Lord. And while Peter is still speaking, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word and of the circumcision who believed were astonished. And as many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speaking in tongues, magnifying God. Amen, amen, amen. All right. And so what we find here is that we find that God heard Cornelius's prayers, and in this moment, although they had come up as a memorial, God had heard his the cumulative uh, just effort of prayer. God answered his prayer in a moment, and so for the next few moments, I want to just preach on the two types of prayers 
that God answers, if that's okay. The two types of prayer that God answers. Amen? I want to tell you, I want to encourage you. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting. There are two types of prayers that God is going to answer. And uh, I want to just encourage you today. Let's bow our head. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Amen. This morning, why don't we just lift a hand towards heaven? Amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you. We pray that you would just minister to hearts and lives. God, I pray that you would find and encourage, God, our faith wherever we are. God, that you would minister and strengthen us today, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to just say thank you to all of you that were able to make it yesterday. We, God did a miracle yesterday. And that, that shed out there was full. like It was like storage wars or something out there. And uh, we got it cleared out. And so thank you for all of you that came and helped. Amen. Amen. Two types of prayer that God answers. We're talking about prayer this morning. Amen. I just want to just encourage you today. And as we begin to think about and talk about prayer, begin to look at the scripture here about a man who was praying to God, whom God heard his prayer and answered his prayer. I just wonder if there would be anyone this morning that would be honest enough to admit that there have been times in your life, maybe you're in that current time and season now, where you have gone to God in prayer. You have prayed about something to God, and while you are praying the prayer, as you are seeking God, as you are bringing your requests before the Lord, and in the act of praying itself, That there's something in the back of your mind, a little doubt, a little skepticism, maybe a little of experience that is beginning to just kind of creep into your thoughts. And as you're praying to God, you are not really expecting God to answer your prayer. Now, you don't have to raise your hand today, but I, I would just imagine that there are some of us in this place this morning that if you're really being honest, You will admit that there are some things that, yes, God has answered your prayer right away, and you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is a prayer-answering God. I know that God has answered prayers for some of us, all of us in here today. We've seen God do some incredible things in our lives. God has answered prayers, prayers that you just look back and you're like, my word, I didn't even see him moving, but the Lord has moved in such a mighty way and my prayer has been answered. But some of you and some of us, including myself at times, have prayed for things for so long That in the backs of our mind, in the back of our mind, we are just assuming that because we've prayed so long and because we've sought God for so long about this situation, about this family member, about this circumstance in our life, that God is just not going to answer that prayer. If you be honest with me today, I know there's some in here today that you have faith in God, but there's just some prayers you've just, you've just written off. You keep on praying. You keep on going through the motions. You keep putting the prayer up before God by just some chance God might decide to end. But, but in the back of your mind, you've lost faith that God is going to answer that prayer. You've heard me share this, this interesting uh, just experiment that was, took place in the 1960s, and I believe it applies to us this morning. As we're talking about the two types of prayer that God answers, 
It was a, it was a study in the 1960s on, on human behavior. And a particular type of behavior that, 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 that they were studying where they would subject their, uh, the, the people that they were experimenting on or doing this experiment with to endure repeatedly painful situations. And they were trying to test people's ability to endure difficult, challenging, or painful, or disappointing experiences. And there was a particular experiment which they were, were taking uh, test experiments where dogs, they, they gave them, uh, put them in a situation where they were trying to get them to, to see if they would learn to be helpless. And, and so they took these individuals and they put them uh, into, uh, into two cages, these two dogs, and they put them into cages and, and, and they sectioned the cages off and there was, there was a partition in the middle and, and they were shocked while they were standing on one side of the cage and the shock stopped when they responded to the shock by jumping to the other side of the cage and so they put these three animals in these cages, and, and they would put them on one side and shock them, and they would try to get them to, to move over to the other side. And, and they realized that, that, that when they began to shock, that they would ultimately move to the side where they were not being shocked. And when they moved, they would not be shocked. But of one of those, those animals... They began to test it, and they would shock them on one side, and the animal would move over to the other side, and, and then they would shock that animal again, and, and they would try to see how that animal would respond to being shocked no matter what they would try to do to avoid the difficult, the painful situation. And they realized that the animal over time began to just no longer care where they were in the cage. They were beginning to learn that no matter what they tried to do to prevent the pain, to prevent the discomfort, to prevent that, that thing from happening to them that they were trying to avoid, that when they went on one side, they were shocked, and when they tried to avoid it on the other side, they were shocked. They learned that over time, that animal learned to be helpless. And when the shock came, instead of attempting to respond by going to the other side, they instead would just sit there, sit down where they were, endure the shock, and they would just begin to whimper and they would sit there just trying to endure the difficulty that they were experiencing. Even though they were given the opportunity to avoid that, 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 that shock, that they could move, they could get around, they could try to go back and forth, they could try to at least do something, that they had learned to just stay in their place as painful as it was, they stayed right where they were. That over time they learned that no matter what they do, no matter how hard they try, no matter what they try to do to avoid the painful situation in their life, they had learned that everything they try fails, that, that they are just de determined and destined to experience the pain. They had learned to be hopeless. I want to tell you, sometimes we do that in our relationship with God, that sometimes when we come to God in prayer, because God doesn't answer our prayer right away, because God doesn't answer our prayer right when we want Him to, because the situation doesn't change immediately, because that family member doesn't come back to God immediately, because that situation in our family doesn't get resolved immediately, we keep on praying, but over time, even though we don't see things changing, and we don't see things happening, and we don't see God moving, we don't see the hand of God 
taking shape in our circumstances. We begin like this dog and this experience to begin to think it doesn't matter where I go or what I do or how I pray or how I worship that I'm going to keep on having to endure this hopeless and this helpless situation. And over time, we begin to learn that we, uh, that we begin to take upon us this, this learned hopelessness. And I, I want to just tell you today, I've just come to build some faith today that no matter where you are or no matter what your experiences have taught you up to this moment, that there is still a God in heaven. I, I know it seems like it's the, the pithy thing to say or a cliche thing to say, but I just come to renew somebody's strength in the Lord, renew somebody's faith that God knows where you are, God sees what you're going through, and God cares about your situation. I said, God knows where you are. I said, God sees what you're going through. And I said, God cares about your situation. There was, a, uh, there was a, an evangelist uh, around the turn of the century. He was a, a, a preacher, evangelist, a prayer warrior. And he, he was uh, noted for God just doing amazing just miracles through his ministry and just having great crowds and great revival. And his name was Verbal Bean. He wrote a couple of books, um, Prayer and the Works of the Holy Ghost. He was a preacher and evangelist. And, and more than anything, Verbal Bean was known as being a man of great faith and, and being a man of prayer. And he had many inspiring stories and many miracles and things that God would do through his life and through his ministry. It was, it was noted that, that he would spend hours in prayer before he would preach revivals, before he would, before he would minister. He would spend hours and days in prayer. He wouldn't just go to any place that he received an invitation. He would take it to God and he would pray about it. And he truly was trying to live a life where he was led by God's spirit, led by God's timing and led by God's direction. And in Verbal Being in his book on prayer, he makes this statement, this title that I've given you today, that, that there are two types of prayer that God answers. There are two types of prayer that God answers. And that's really what I want to encourage you with today, that that, 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 that there are really two types of situations or prayers that God is going to respond to. That The very first type of prayer that God responds to and prays to are what we will call memorial prayers. It's what we find here in the book of Acts chapter 10. These are the types of prayers that you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed. You have sought God for times, for seasons, for days, for years. You brought your need before the Lord. It wasn't just a quick prayer. It was, it was a season of groaning to God. It was a season of seeking God. It was, a, it was time, season, years of, of just putting this need, this situation, this broken circumstance into the hands of God. And over the course of time, out of nowhere, God answers what the Bible might refer to as memorial prayers. We find this wording, we find this type of answer to prayer in the book of Acts chapter 10 Beginning in verse 1, in the scripture that we've read, it says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, and he was a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. He was a devout man. He was a man who feared God with all of his household. And the Bible says he gave generously to the people. He was generous. And the Bible says that he prayed to God always. Don't miss that here today. 
That Cornelius, yes, he was a devout man. Yes, he was a generous man. Yes, he was a, a man that feared God. But the Bible says that Cornelius had something that God was getting ready to use. And that was a faith in God that allowed him to keep on praying, to keep on seeking, and to keep on trusting God. And it says here in verse 3, about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision the angel of a God that had come to him. And the Bible says that this angel came to Cornelius and said, Cornelius, your prayers have been come before God as a memorial before God. I want to tell you here today. That this ought to be encouraging to someone that's been bringing some prayer requests before God. And God has been, God, you've been waiting on the Lord. You've been seeking God. You've been trusting God. You're just saying, God, I don't know what to do about this situation anymore. I don't have the strength. I don't have the resources. I don't have the intelligence. I don't have the capabilities to change my circumstances. And so one more time, I put this need into your hands. One more time, I bring this situations in your hand. And, and you can say, I've prayed, but it didn't, the prayer didn't come right away. That You've been praying and God hasn't answered yet. You've been praying and nothing has happened. You, you've been praying and you've prayed again and instead of quitting and instead of getting mad at God and instead of walking away like Cornelius, you brought your prayers before God continually. I just want to preach to somebody today. Don't you get weary in your well-doing. God knows where you are. God sees the situations in your life and God cares about you. Come on, there are some types of prayer that God isn't going to answer right away. They are memorials before God. God sees your prayers. Then one day, all of the sudden, Cornelius had this memorial prayer answered before God. It was this preacher verbal being that said these types of prayer, these memorial prayers, he says that they're like a man that wanted to buy a suit. And instead of going out and getting credit, Instead, he began to just get on a layaway program. He put his down payment down, and he couldn't afford the suit right away. And so he would go to the store every time, and he would, every time he would get paid, he would put a little more down towards the purchase of that suit. And every time he got a little more money, he would go back to that store, and he would make another payment towards that suit. And, and then he would, get work, he would go to work, and he would get paid, and he wouldn't forget about that suit. He's already invested in the purchase of that suit. Uh, anyone remember service merchandise, that old store where instead of taking out a credit card, you would go and you would make a down payment. You would, you would put a payment down every week or every month or however they got paid. It was a layaway. They would set it aside for you, and, and you couldn't just take it home right away. You had to go back to the store, and you had to make another payment. And Verbal Beans says sometimes prayer is like that, that you have have a desire, that you have a request, that you have a situation in your life. And instead of just taking out credit and heaping yourselves in debt, God is offering you a kind of a layaway program that, that he's, he's going to see your prayer from the time you pray it. And he's going to set that prayer aside. And he's just, he's just having you pray and he's having you invest and he's having you seek and he's having you knock and he's having you just try to just keep on seeking him. And one day I want to tell you, all of a sudden, you're going to go to that to that suit store and you're going to make a payment and you're going to find that your bill has been paid and God is going to move in your situation. God is going to answer your prayer and God is going to break through into your circumstances. It's a memorial prayer. I want to tell you that prayer, that prayer truly is. It's a currency. And prayer is truly the currency of the kingdom of God. 
And if we want to see God answer memorial prayers, that we have got to be intentional, that we've got to be focused, that we've got to get the spirit of Dave Ramsey on us, and we've got to, we've got to attack those prayer requests with gazelle-like intensity, that we can't allow ourselves to get distracted from, that, from praying about that situation. We can't allow ourselves to, to get distracted or discouraged because we don't see things happening right away. That, 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 that Like someone trying to get out of debt, that you've got, to, you've got to throw everything you have at that. You've got to keep on praying and keep on believing and keep on trusting and keep on seeking and keep on knocking until that day comes and you find yourself at a place where God has moved into your situation. Memorial prayers. Everyone say memorial prayers. God knows, God sees, and God cares. The second type of prayer that you need to be reminded of and encouraged of today is not only not only is God into the business of answering memorial prayers, but our God, and we cannot lose focus of this, is truly a God that is in the business of answering current prayers. That's the second type of prayer that God answers God doesn't just answer prayer over a long periods of time. God doesn't just make you wait for weeks or for days or for months or for years or for seasons of your life. Yes, sometimes that is true. But I want to tell you that God is a God that has all power in his hands. And God is still a God that is in the business of answering right now prayer, answering current prayer, moving in our life and in our situation quickly and in a, in a right now fashion. I want to tell you that there are some times when you pray where you don't have weeks to pray. You don't have months to wait. You don't have, you don't have seasons to just hope that the answer comes to you. Sometimes you've got to pray and you need an answer now. Sometimes you've got to pray and you need direction now. Sometimes you've got to pray and you need a miracle now. And I want to tell you that, that in those situations, a memorial prayer isn't going to do you any good. You need God to move in your time right this moment. And I want to tell you today that our God is able to answer some right now prayers. Sometimes you've got to come to God with desperation in your heart and in your spirit with a level of an intensity that you cannot fathom leaving that altar or leaving that prayer room or leaving that bedside without God doing something about what you're praying about. You see, some of us have had long-standing battles and that we thought that we could win, that, that, that we, if we could just persevere in prayer, and God is going to answer those prayers. But while we are persevering in our memorial prayers... I want to tell you, we can never lose sight or lose faith in the fact that our God can break through right now, that our God can move right now, that our God can answer prayer right now. Sometimes you've got current prayers that need God to make some current answers or to give some current answers. Sometimes you're just passing through the storms of life. You're going through situations and circumstances and, and you, you've, you, you, you've got some things you need God to do. I've just come to encourage you today that God is able to answer right now prayers. If you look throughout the Word of God, you will find that all throughout the pages of Scripture that God has been in the business of answering some current prayers. If you remember a man by the name of Jonah, the Bible says that Jonah was running from God. 
And as far as Jonah could get away from the place that God was calling him to, God was tracking Jonah down. And, and finally, it came to a culminating moment where Jonah was swallowed up by the whale. And if you read that story closely, you will find that Jonah kept his mouth shut for three days. He didn't talk to God. He, he, didn't, he didn't cry out to God. He didn't pray to God. And for three days, he sat there in the middle of the belly of a whale. But the Bible tells us that when Jonah finally decided to answer his ma- open his mouth and cry out to God in prayer, the Bible says that as soon as he prayed, that that whale spit Jonah out. There's a story in, in the Bible about a man by the name of Hezekiah. The Bible says that, that God was the, set, the prophet to Hezekiah to tell Hezekiah to get your house in order, that you're getting ready to die. And, and so Hezekiah, the Bible says that he turned and he repented to God because of the judgment that had just come to him. And as Isaiah the prophet was walking out of the house, to leave having just delivered this message as Hezekiah had turned in repentance to God and began to pray to God. The Bible says God spoke to that prophet Isaiah right there in the house before he had left and told Isaiah to turn around, go back to Hezekiah because he has repented and cried out to God in prayer and therefore God is going to answer his prayer and add 15 more years to his life. God is in the business of answering right now prayer. I wonder how many of us have been going through some situations in our life and and we know that we have a desperate need. We know that we have something that only God can move in but because we've gotten our faith stuck into memorial prayer mode and long-term prayer mode that we have somehow let go of faith in a God that can move right into a living room if you would just bow down your knee and call upon the name of the Lord. I just wonder... While we're busy praying memorial prayers, I wonder if God is trying to get in the business in our life of waking some of us up so that he can answer some right now prayers. I want to tell you, God is not just a God of later. God is a God of right now. God is not just a God of tomorrow. God is a God of right now. God is not just a God of sometime down the road by and by. Oh, He is a God of right now, right this moment. Lord, I need you right now. Lord, I need your situ- I need you in this situation right now. Amen. We were having family devotion a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about faith and talking about prayer. And I told the kids a story when I was a new Christian. And it just solidified in my mind that God is a right now prayer answering God. I, I was driving my car. I was, I was just being negligent. I had let the brakes in my, I think it was a 1994 Honda Accord. Uh, man, I love that car. Uh, and I, I had let the brakes go out. I was literally on my way one morning to go get the brakes fixed. And probably just being a distracted teenager, wasn't paying attention to the car in front of me. Something happened. They slammed on their brakes. And at the very last second, as I was just realizing what was happening, I turned my wheel, went down into a, a ravine. It was just out of, completely out of control. I was heading straight towards a phone pole, a telephone pole, electric pole. And before I could even think about it, at the last moment, I was heading right forward. At that last moment, I just remember I cried. I said, Jesus. 
And at the very last minute, I kid you not, my car turned and I, I avoided hitting that phone pole head on. The back of my car hit it slightly, but I believe in the last moment as I began to call upon the name of the Lord that God answered my prayer and God intervened in a right now moment. I believe that. I could give you situation after situation where God has proven to me that he is a right now God, that he can respond in a moment, in an instant. In fact, the Bible says that the child of God should not fear a sudden fear. You want to know why that is? Because God has already gone before you. God knows the beginning from the end. God knows the situations, the seasons, and the circumstances of your life. In fact, the Bible says that your times are in his hand. God is not intimidated by a right now need. God is not caught off guard by a right now situation he's just waiting on some of us to get a little faith to say God I need you right now so he's the God of the memorial prayers and he's the God of the right now prayers so the tension that we have to live with the problem that we have to try to deal with the tension that we have to balance is how do we believe in a God that can not only answer long-term prayers, memorial prayers, but a God that can also, also answer prayer right now? How do we balance having faith for right now, yet trusting God if He chooses to do it later? How do we respond to a word of faith that has been preached about God who at times will postpone our answer, our miracle, our, our provision, to a divinely appointed time when at times it seems like he's delaying his power, at times it seems he's delaying his provision, yet simultaneously have faith in a God that can do it right now when we need. I want to tell you here today that the very first thing that we need to realize and recognize in order to, to balance that tension between a God that can answer a prayer and a God that does answer a prayer is the first thing we need to realize is that God's delays are not always God's denials. You've heard me say that before, but it is so true that just because God doesn't answer right now, just because God doesn't answer this way or that way or right the way you think it, that doesn't mean that God is going to deny answering your prayer. You've got to keep on praying. You've got to keep on trusting. You've got to keep on seeking. You've got to pray continually, Cornelius, because just like what we have sung about today, that there is something supernatural about a child of God that will not let go of faith in a God to answer our prayer long term, but as we keep seeking, as we keep trusting, as we keep believing, God begins to give us strength for a new day. He renews our strength. He renews our faith. He renews our hope. Look what Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 through 31, the Bible says that God renews our strength. It says this, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Child of God, I want to tell you there is something supernatural about a Christian that will not lose hope and not lose faith when the circumstances of life seem to be breaking you down, when the things don't seem to change, when the troubles seem to get worse, when it seems like sickness in your body is only getting worse, but you keep on believing and you keep on praying and you keep on trusting. I want to tell somebody right now, God 
God is in that. God will intervene in that. He might not answer your prayer, but the hand of God is going to be stirring some fresh strength and stirring some fresh faith and stirring some fresh hope. He renews the strength of those who wait on him. Meanwhile, while we are believing that God can't answer prayer, he's renewing our strength. I want to tell you that we can never lose hope or lose the kind of faith, the fresh faith and expectancy that every time we open our mouth or open our heart in prayer, that God can answer our prayer right now. The book of Hebrews says that we should come boldly before a throne of grace, that we may obtain help in a time of need. I want to tell you, there's no greater time to get help than when you need it most. That God's in the business of giving you help when you need it most. And he says, you don't always have to wait in line. You can come boldly to my throne. You can come boldly before my altar. You can come boldly to a prayer room or to a prayer meeting. You can just call on the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that he is as close as the mention of his name. Stand with me here today. I'm trying to just preach a little faith into you today that no matter where you are and no matter what situation you're facing that God is still in the business of answering memorial prayers and God is still in the business of answering some right now prayers I wonder all over this place here today I bet there I just believe that there's some people in this place that there's some members that have come to church this morning and maybe in the hope and expectation that God is going to answer your prayer someday. That maybe you begin to lose grip on the reality and the faith that God can still do it right now. And so what I want us to do all over this place, every head bowed, I want us just to take a moment. Like this good man, this devout man, this man that feared God, this man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius never lost sight as he continued to seek God, continued to pray to God, that God was able to break through. And, and then the time came, God gave him the answer to his prayer. Come on, all over this place. Can we just begin to lift our hands? I'm getting ready to call you to this altar here in just a moment. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 18, he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and to not faint. Saying that there was in a city a judge who feared God, feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that same city, and she came to him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary, answer my request, move on my behalf. Jesus said, and he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. And the Lord said, Hear what this unjust judge, this unrighteous man said. And then he says this, here it is. Shall not God adjudge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them quickly. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith like this 
on the earth. Come on, all over this place. Come on, God wants to just stir your heart one more time. Come on, He's not just the God of memorial prayer. He's a God of right now prayer. Come on, He's a quick God. He's a speedy God. He's not waiting or delaying. He's not slack concerning His promise. He's just waiting on us to stir our heart one more time and petition Him. Come on, all over this place. I wonder if there's anyone. Come on, every hand lifted. Whatever your need is. Whatever your situation is. Come on, don't be weary in well-doing. Come on, you just got to keep seeking God. You got to keep trusting God. You got to keep showing up. You got to keep believing. And God might not answer the way you want Him to right now, but what He did promise He would do is He said He will renew your strength. Come on, God wants to renew your strength one more time. God wants to stir your faith one more time. God wants to stir your hope one more time. All over this place, if you have a need in your life,